Hey y'all, welcome to the seventh episode of the Confident Podcast. And here we talk about mental health at a godly level with your host, Miss Emily Dell. Hope you are all doing wonderful and great and amazing in this beautiful day where God is here with us. So, if you're working or at, from wherever you're listening or you're watching, hi, hope you're, everything's going well for you. And if you are at home and you can get your Bibles, please start getting your Bibles um, so that when we get started, we can easily go through all the Bible verses. Okay, awesome. So before we get started, uh, today's topic is workaholism, and as you saw it in the little title, in the title, and this topic is very important to me because this is a topic that I struggle with, right? This has been um, something that I've struggled with. And there come seasons in my life where I kind of fall back into this and I have to learn how to stop, take a break, and so on and so forth, right? So today I'm going to be super vulnerable with you all and we're going to go through the Bible. I'm going to share with you what I've experienced, how I'm coping with it, and what does the Bible say in so many areas, right? So we're going to talk about is work a blessing or a curse? Um, What is the work ethic, right? We're also going to talk about, and I have it written here, right? We're also going to be talking about why are we working so much, right? Is it because we love money? What was the reason why we're working so much, right? What is wrongful when it comes to work, right? Uh, also, the ideology that there is a time for everything, right? How does God view rest, right? Warnings from warnings that are in the Bible, right? Also, that we must do everything in the, for the glory of the Lord, right? And lastly, that our dependence is on God and not ourselves right so we're gonna go through all of those beautiful little parts topic subject things (laughs) um subtopics there we go that's what i was trying to go for um and we're gonna go through all of that but first uh let's pray so wherever you are obviously if you're in your car please do not close your eyes if you are at home go ahead and close your eyes if you are at work and you can't close your eyes don't close your eyes <laughs> but if you can close your eyes bow down kneel down um maybe lift up your hands if you're standing up right just to be able to get in the presence of the lord and if you can't do that don't worry just listen and you know obviously be focused on whatever you're doing and also on what god has to say today in this prayer So, God, we come into your presence, my Lord, and we thank you for your glory. We thank you that you're here with us, my Lord. We thank you because your glory is going to be presented today. The word that you have for us today will impact people, not only people, but will impact me and all those who surround me, my Lord. Your word today will impact every single person that is listening to this podcast, my God. Your word today will touch the minds of all those individuals who listen to it my lord this word today on workaholism my lord will impact
impact will transform and will change the life of every single person that is listening today. My God, I thank you for your glory and I declare that today is a day of you, that today is a day for your glory, that today, my Lord, your glory will be shown in the minds and hearts of each and every individual who is listening in, my God. My God, I thank you for their lives. I thank you for our lives. I thank you for your glory, my Lord. And my Lord, provide me, my Lord, provide us with the wisdom of Solomon so that we may understand every single Bible verse and what God has to say today, my Lord. May you speak through me, my God. May the Holy Spirit speak through me, my Lord, so that everyone here, my God, can understand what is workaholism and how to flee from it, my God. My God, I thank you for your glory. And I cover this prayer. I cover these individuals. I cover myself, our families, our goals our dreams our passions our hearts and our thoughts uh, with your blood your holy armor and your oil my jesus in the name of jesus my god amen amen and amen oh wow that was a powerful prayer okay <laughs> that was very very powerful so the first thing that we're gonna start so right there as i told you before go get your bible if you can if you can't obviously understand so let's go now we're gonna start we're gonna start with work is it a blessing or and a curse like work is it a blessing and a curse like what is it right is it a blessing or a curse so we're gonna start off in Genesis 2 15 and Genesis 2 15 and I'll give you guys a few seconds to get there right so we're gonna start off with Genesis 2 15 and it says the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of eating to work it and take care of it okay so the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it Wow okay so he was put in the garden the Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it and it continues and the Lord God commanded the man you are free to eat from any tree in the garden but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil right so then we go to the commandment right but that verse right there is that Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden right so when God made man right he took him and he put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care okay so work is a commandment from God according to this so Genesis 2.15 and it says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. Okay, so God right here, right, he took the man, right? So first he formed the man and then he took the man and he put him to work, right? So work here, according to God, is good because God commanded that work, right? So let's take that to acknowledgement, right? So now let's go to two the Thessalonians, I can never say that. Thessalonians, there we go. Thessalonians 3 8. And mind me, my English is not my first language. <laughs> Let's go to Thessalonians 3, 2 Thessalonians 3 8. And I'll give you guys a few seconds to get there. Um, I still have a lot of post-it notes on, the, on my Bible. Um, this was from last class and from this class. So, <laughs> it's gonna take a little while to get there <laughs> and and you also have some time to get there while I'm looking for 2 Thessalonians 3 8 okay and it says 2 Thessalonians 3 8 
nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. Okay, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. Okay, so we have to work to be able to pay, right? Because obviously somebody can't make the food and then give it to us free, right? So we pay for that food, right? So that's kind of what it's saying here. Okay, so we do have to work. So collusion for four. Let's go to collusions for. Let's start from. Let's start from collusions for eleven. Okay, so I'll give you guys a few seconds to get there. So Colossians 4:11, and it says, "Jesus, who is called Justice, also sends greetings. These are the only Jews among my work, my co-workers for the kingdom of God, and they have proved a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ, Jesus sends greetings." He is always wrestling in prayer for you, that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. I vouch for him that he is working hard for you and for those at Laodicea and Hierapolis. Our dear friend Luke, the doctor in Damas, send greetings. Give my greetings to the brother, to the brothers and sisters at Laodicea, and to Nympha and the church in her house. After this letter has been read to you, see that it is also read in the church of the of the Laodiceans, and that you in turn read the letter from Laodicea. Laodicea. In Spanish is Laodicea, <laughs> right? That's why I read it like that. But that part right there, if you have some knowledge of the Bible, right, is that in Revelation, and I'm gonna look it up right now because this is because we really have to connect this. Um, so when we go to Revelation. Right. So Revelation. Right. So here is talking about this church, right? And that Jesus is praying for them and praying for them to make sure that they are mature and fully assured in the will of God, right? So here is saying that that is the most important thing. So right. So we've gone. We've said okay. So God has commanded for us to work. Working is righteous. Now, are we doing the will of God in the work that we are doing? If we are overworking, are we doing the will of God? Is God telling us, "Hey, I need you to work on this and this and this," or are we putting ourselves to do work that is unnecessary? Right. So. In Revelation, it talks about in Revelation 3:14 through 22, and I'm going to read it right from here. This is the NIV version as well. It says to the angel, to the church in Laodicea, right? I don't know how to say that in English. It's L-A-O-D-I-C-E-A. To the angel of the church in Laodicea, write: These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. You say I am rich, I have acquired wealth, and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Let's read that one more time. That verse right there, that verse seventeen. 
You say, I am rich, I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you're a wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. So here what it's addressing is that, yeah, you've worked. You've worked a lot. You have put work so in high authority, right? You have idolized work that now you are successful wealth-wise. And that's great to an extent. But are you wealthy when it comes to the kingdom of God? right have you dedicated time for the lord right or did you just overwork yourself and forgot about christ in general was your goal as a church was your goal to get more numbers or was your goal to fulfill the law of christ right so that is what is saying here that's the focus of colossians 4 and then and then revelation 3:14 3, 3:14 14, 3, 14 through 22 right is talking about this church because if we overwork ourselves if we work so much and forget about christ and forget about jesus and forget about reading the bible and forget about worshiping and forget about thanking the lord about spending time with the lord then we are becoming lukewarm because we are idolizing something above the Lord and the Lord doesn't like that. God likes to be number one and he is not number one. He cannot help you because he would not have full authority over you. Right? So, now let's go to Luke 10:2. And it says, let's go there. I'll give you guys a few seconds to get there as long as well as as while I also get there. So let's go look for Luke. And as I was saying, right? So we so work is good. Right? Work given by God is good. And I'll give you an example right now. This podcast, this podcast is is work given by God, which is good. And it gets me closer to Christ, it gets you closer to Christ, and it also helps us, right? And we apply the Bible and we talk about the word, right? So that is good work, right? The work that we do outside to be able to put food in our mouths, right? That is righteous work as well. However, if we are working so much because our goal is money and wealth and fame and so on and so forth, but we haven't put God first, then we're becoming lukewarm and we're fleeing from God instead of getting closer. So, uh, again, Luke 10, 2. Luke 10, 2. And it says, He told them, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Let's, con- let's, let's continue that. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals, and do not greet anyone on the road. Okay. So let's read that that 10-2 again. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, 
therefore, to send our workers into his harvest field. Workers are needed, right? For example, we we serve for the harvest of Christ, and the harvest of Christ is the people that come to the Lord. So we have to work for the Lord. Our work that goes from the Lord, that the Lord gives us that work, that is righteous work. But if we are giving ourselves burden here and burden there, and we are overstressing ourselves, we are doing it wrong. And that is something that I am going to be very vulnerable right now with you with, that I have been struggling with lately. I have been given these amazing opportunities by God, but I have forgotten that this is from the Lord, that He has given me this. And yes, I must work at it, but I must not kill myself for it. And this just has allowed me now to reflect. And I hope that those who of you that are listening and are are now looking and seeking for an answer when it comes to this topic, I hope you understand this. Okay? So now let's go to Genesis 2.2. So we're going to go back to Genesis. Let's go to Genesis 2.2. So we have established, right? Okay. So God tells us, God tells us that there is righteous work. But it also, God is telling us, don't idolize the work. Because God tells us that work is good, but we cannot idolize the work. Because the moment that we idolize the work, it becomes a curse. So let's go to Genesis 2.2. And it says, By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. God rested. God's right here. This is an example of God. God saying, I rested. I took time to breathe. You need time to breathe. And I'm going to try not to start crying, but I completely understand this because I have forgotten about my seventh day. I have forgotten about putting that day of rest. And most of us, especially nowadays, how life is, we have forgotten about that day of rest. And we have to remember that we need that day of rest because we need that. That is a necessity. And God even did it himself. So if God did it, right? If God had to do it, we have to do it even more. Because God is omnipotent. God is perfect, right? God doesn't get tired. God doesn't, right? God is perfect in every single area. And God had his rest on the seventh day. So what makes us more powerful than the Lord? Because we aren't more powerful than the Lord, right? We aren't stronger than God. So why are we not resting on that seventh day? And being a workaholic, right? Workaholism is the actual source of so many things. It is the source of anxiety. It is the source of discontent. It, is, it allows so many battles in the mind. It makes people depressed. It makes people anxious. It makes, it makes so many issues. It produces so many issues. So we have to understand that we need that day of rest. So let's go to Genesis 3.19 and it says, 
Oh, actually, I'll give you guys a few seconds to get there. Um, but yeah. Okay, so. Genesis 3.19 says, By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food. Right, so this is saying, yeah, you're going to have to work. Work is going to be necessary. I'm not just going to give you everything now. Now you have to work for everything. Right? And this shows that work is something that we need to do. Work is something that we need to do. We can't be lazy. We can't be sloths. We do have to work. But we have to learn how to have a balance of working and overworking. We have to have a balance so we can put God right in the center and we can always dedicate everything that we do to Him. Correct? So let's go now to the work ethic. So let's go to Colossians 3.17. And I'll give you guys a few seconds to get there. So that you can also read this with me and if you are now able to get your bibles please go ahead and do so because following along would do you all great because like that you can read it and understand it right by reading it you just you're not just listening to it but obviously if you can't do not worry i will be repeating it and i will be explaining each and every verse so colossians 3 17 And it says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Just what, what I just mentioned. Literally what I just mentioned. Right? We have to do everything to please the Lord. Everything we do must be to please the Lord. It must be for the glory of Christ. And if we do something on the contrary, we are failing the Lord. We are sinning against God, right? So if we work, whatever we work in, we must do it for the praise of the Lord. We can't overwork ourselves. We have to find balance. Those are a few things. Work is righteous. We must work. But we must have a balance. Working, we must have a balance. And we have to remember that whatever we work on, you must do it. And whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it, it, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. Okay, so now we understand kind of how work should be put in our lives. So let's continue with that work ethic. So Mark 6.31, and I'll give you guys a few seconds to get there. So Mark 6.31. And Mark is right at the beginning of the New Testament. So Mark 6.31. And it says... Then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. 
Let's read that one more time because that is so important. Then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. That is Jesus. Jesus is saying, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. They were so tired. They did not even have a chance to eat. And, I, and I'm starting to cry now because this is very powerful. Right? They didn't even have a chance to eat. They didn't even have a chance to think. Because they had to do so much work. But the Lord says, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Rest is from the Lord. Rest is important. The balance between work and rest is what makes work righteous. If we remove rest from work, we have made work sinful and wrongful. We have made it for it to hurt us instead of help us. Okay, so now let's go to Luke 5.16. And Luke is after Mark, okay? And I'll give you a few seconds to get there. So Luke 5.16. And it says, But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Jesus himself withdrew himself from work and burdens to lonely places to pray to spend time with the lord to rest our rest comes from the lord so if our rest comes from the lord when we dedicate time to him when we worship him when we endure time with him when we rest when we go when we take a nap right and then we when we take a nap listening to worship music when we just spend some time worshiping when we read the word that is our rest Spending time with the Lord, withdrawing ourselves to lonely places and praying, that is part of our rest. Okay? So now I want to state something that I found that is just very important. And these are not my words. Right? And it says, Being a workaholic isn't directly comparable to worshiping idols. However, Workaholism is often linked to a sinful self-reliance, discontent, and misplaced priorities. And if a job takes up so much energy that it distracts from one relationship with Jesus Christ, then it should be considered idolatry. So as I said at the beginning, idolatry is wrong, is sinful. And if we are putting work over Jesus, over our relationship with the Lord, over our rest in the Lord, then we are being sinful because we are considering idolatry. And if you notice something, this isn't about following a set of rules or, oh, wow, I sinned again, right? Because I made a mistake because I didn't follow rules. No, sins, the sins that God says are sins, he is saying they are sins to protect you. Because if you put work over Jesus, if you put work over your relationship with Christ, you will surely fail. You will surely feel tired. You will surely feel like you have been destroyed like you have been destroyed okay God is just trying to save your mind save your heart from the burden and the pain of 
failure when you overwork yourself. The feeling of burnt out, the feeling of stress, the feeling of anxiety. That Lord doesn't want that for you. He has given you these gifts so that you may work on them, but also understand that you need to balance it. You need to balance it with rest. Okay? Right? So now let's go on to why. So, right? So, in the next episode, we're not going to move on yet, but in the next episode, because we have two episodes, we're going to be talking about why are we working so much? Because we love money. We're going to be mentioning what is wrongful when it comes to work. We're going to be talking about that there is a time for everything. How does God give you rest? The warning, a warning that everything we do, we must do in the glory of the Lord and that our dependence is on God. Okay, so we're going to be finishing those few verses and that part in the next episode, which will be posted on the same day that you are watching or listening to this. So before we go, I hope that that helped you open up a new perspective when it comes to work. Because we discussed that work is righteous if it's balanced with rest. That our rest comes from the Lord. That the correct rest is when we spend time with the Lord and we stop working as much. That God gives us work righteous work but we must understand how to deal with that work correctly that we cannot overwork ourselves and forget about our relationship with god because that is considered workaholism and idolatry okay so now let's pray so before we leave let's pray so God, I come. we come into your presence, my Lord, and we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word. We thank you, my God, that you have imparted so much information that is extremely essential for our everyday lives. Thank you, my, thank you, our Lord. Thank you, my Lord, for allowing us to be here, for allowing us to hear this word, to understand this word, and to apply this word to our lives. We thank you, my God, because now we will live like this. We will do this, my Lord. We will do everything in our own capabilities, my God, to be able to live righteously. And as your word says, to be able to live a life free of mental illnesses, a life free of mental pains, a life free of heart pains, my God, of heartaches, my Jesus. We thank you for your glory. And my God, we declare that every single Bible verse, everything that was said, that is understood, and that is being able to apply to their everyday lives. My God, we thank you for your glory. We thank you for our lives. And we bless every single thing that we do. And we give you the control of every single thought decision that we do so that it it may be well and it may and it will not harm us in the name of jesus we cover this prayer with your blood your holy armor and your oil my lord in the name of jesus my god amen amen and amen amen that was so powerful so i hope you enjoyed this first uh, episode well the first episode of this topic and i hope that you are having a wonderful day and that your day keeps on improving And right after this, go ahead and listen to the second part so that you can finish understanding what does God say about workaholism. Awesome.
If you're listening to this on Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts, please download it, share it with a friend, give it a rating so that more people can listen and be informed. As well, if you're listening to this on YouTube, obviously you're watching it, then please give this video a like, a thumbs up, and subscribe, as well as turn on your post notifications so you get notified every time I post a new video. Okay, guys, thank you so much for watching once again. Bye, y'all.